Welcome to Podcast X. I'm Trenchcoat Mafia. This is part three of my review of the complete Peanuts Volume 1. In this strip here, Charlie Brown takes Schroeder to a real piano and says, Let's see how good you are on this. Schroeder just cries at the sight of the piano and goes back to his toy piano, and Charlie Brown's like, I don't get it. <laughs> I like this strip here. Charlie Brown and the other kids are all reading comic books in a bookstore. Or I guess it's a pharmacy it's supposed to be. Because uh, Charlie Brown says if this druggist was any kind of a guy, he'd put in benches. God forbid they should buy any of the comics. At this time, comic books were only 10 cents. And here Patty asks Charlie... How would you like to see a new kind of sandbox? He's like, what's so new about it? She's like, get in and find out. To which, once he's trapped in there, she says, it's a quick sandbox. Which I don't think there's any such thing. And here, Charlie and Patty are eating candy apples. And Charlie Brown says, caramelized. Or rather, caramel apples are better than the plain ones. And he's like, uh, yeah, you can't see the wormholes in them until it's too late. To which Patty has a gross face. And Charlie Brown smiling, I guess he likes to eat apples with worms in them. And here we see Snoopy has a TV antenna on his doghouse. I guess he has a TV now. But, uh, that antenna on top of the doghouse was a one-time thing. Good, because it looks stupid. Another one-time gag is Charlie Brown gives a Beethoven bust for Schroeder to put on top of his piano. That didn't stay either. Speaking of one-time jokes. And I like this strip. They're playing hide-and-go-seek again. And Petty finally gives up because it's nighttime and Charlie Brown never came and found her. And she confronts him at his house. He's going back to his house and he answers the door in his pajamas. And he's like, oh, were we playing hide and go seek? <laughs> Maybe they never were. Maybe Patty only imagined they were. That would be cool. An insane kid character in this trip. And here's another dated comic strip here. They're collecting uh, newspapers, I guess, saying this is going to be a great paper sale. Uh, I guess they're going to take them to the junkyard and sell them for like 10, 20 cents. And Sherman's like, hey, look at this. And Charlie Brown's like, comic books. And then they stop and read the comics. They don't care about gathering up paper to sell anymore. And here, Snoopy's riding in a wagon, and he crashes into a tree. Charlie Brown goes, speak to me, Snoopy. And Snoopy goes, woof. And Charlie Brown's like, oh my, he's incoherent. <laughs> As opposed to what, I never saw Snoopy speaking in any words. 
In the cartoons, he always had that sound effect voice. And here, Snoopy has a wagon tied to Charlie Brown's tricycle. And he's dragging along Snoopy in his doghouse in the wagon. And he tells another kid Snoopy's always wanted to live in a trailer. I guess Snoopy is aspiring to be white trash when he grows up. And now for something completely different. Here, Charlie Brown has made a snowman, but he's not a typical snowman. He has to explain to Patty the snowman is sleeping. That is what he looks like. And here he's writing a letter to Santa Claus. 
Patty's like, do you mean to say this is the list of presents you want? How selfish can you be? He's like, oh no, you got me wrong. These are mostly words of flattery. Uh, yeah, you would think that Santa wouldn't want to be sucked up to. So good for him. And this Christmas strip is just lazy. Their kids are all singing a very merry Christmas to you all. Schroeder's playing the piano and that's it. Eh, he may as well not have done a Christmas strip at all. And here Charlie Brown is uh, dressed in a winter hat and coat. He's saying Violet said she'd beat me here, but she better hurry. And Violet says to herself, I'm late. Charlie Brown is probably frozen, but no, he's built himself a fire, and he's sitting in front of it right here on the corner, waiting for her. That reminds me of the uh, long white beard sketch from Saturday Night Live that Fear Hartman did, because he left everybody else waiting for him so long in the office. By the time he got there, they were all wearing long white beards. That was pretty funny. And I don't get the snowman strip. The only really good snowman strips ever were in Calvin and Hobbes anyway. Charlie Brown has built a reverse snowman that looks like he's standing on his head. He would think the weight of the bottom a giant snowball would crush the other two snowballs, but no. We're in year three of the strip here, and we have the first uh, Sunday strip where Schultz had to tell jokes in more than three or four panels. The kids are playing Blind Man's Bluff, and Charlie Brown is blindfolded, and they spin him around. Patty is like, don't trip over that rock. And he does anyway. Violet even says too late. Patty's like, look out for the tree. Charlie's like, what tree? And he bumps into the tree. They make him stop. The girls are like, yeah, we gotta stop him. He'll kill himself. And Charlie Brown's like, why are we stopping? That was fun. Which lets you know that girls and boys have different ideas of what fun is. So, in part one, I gave this uh, book a 10. I should only have given it a 9, which is what I'm giving it now, because the strip got so much better in the 60s and early 70s. Yeah, that's it for this time. I'm out of here.